Hey everyone, today's Wednesday, the 22nd of September 2021. This is The Gap, episode 584. I'm Luke Laurie. Job Garay is here. Big week, Job. Last week you were hyping up a massive game we we're going to be talking about. I'm pumped. I'm excited to hear all about that. Um, it's going to be a big one, don't you think? <sighs> Why? Why are you like this? Why are you like this? It's bad enough that I have to fucking... I have to fucking fall prey to my own hubris. Mm. Was this uh, your fault? Now you're going to throw it in my face. I assume it's my fault. I presume it's my fault. I was going to play something, but um, it got delayed. Oh. And... Uh, can't say what it is. Still can't say so what it is. So does that mean we're not talking about it this week? Well, I didn't get to play it. No. So what if we speculate? What if you speculate? Like what the game is. Sure, sure, like sure, sure. What it is. Yep. Yeah. Go. Me speculate. Yeah, yeah. No, no. You, you, you tell us what you think it was like, even though you haven't played it. What I think it was like, even tell though us I about mechanics. Oh yeah, with this pretend game. Yeah, what you liked, what you didn't like. The old pretend preview. Yeah, seems ethically tricky. Uh, but yeah, um, gutted, real gutted. I was very excited to play this game. I don't, I'm not. I won't say what it was. Um, but uh, but I don't know. Didn't get to play it. I don't know. I'm just just gutted. But I did get to play other games. We've played other games. It's not like this entire week's a wash. We've played stuff. We just didn't yeah, play that one it, giant game that I was You hyped up playing. last week so much that now it's just downhill from here, right? Why are we recording tonight? <laughs> <laughs> we just can the show. I don't even know why I fucking, like fucking got out of bed at all this week. <laughs> Knowing now that I didn't get to play it on Monday night, but um, we persevere anyway through this mm. terrible, yep. terrible existence. Um, nah, pretty good stuff this week. Pretty interesting stuff this week. Apart from you know that one thing, we'll probably I don't I don't think we'll talk about it at all. Uh, except when we get to the news. No, we won't talk about. Ah, oh, I'll, I'll let you. You'll have to listen find out if we're going to talk about it. try and figure it out. Yeah. Put your, your Sherlock Holmes hat on. <laughs> see if you can solve this mystery we've got coming this up. Is, this, is, uh, this is a death loop level mystery, I'll tell you what. Um, yeah. Oh. Right. Fuck. Okay, let's talk about some other games that let's we can talk it. about. Let's and not it. the other one that we can't talk about. Very good. Because, yeah. Very good moves. All right. Uh Super Liminal is a uh, a game that is available out now on Game Pass. We've mm. talked about it before. You played it. It's a puzzle game, um, sort of inspired by a bunch of other things that we've sort of played in the past, like a like Portal or um, uh, games that really use the environment to to sort of guide the player around and. Uh, slowly feed them new ways to interact with the world um superland was sort of like that but that was more like an open world puzzle game whereas this is a bit more linear in terms of like set levels 
Um, so, so that leans more in towards the like portal vibe of it. And yeah, basically it is a, uh, a game that plays a lot with perspective and your uh, the way you view the world and then it really tinkers with um, like trying to get you to understand the rules and the mechanics and how things work in this weird world that you're in and it slowly drip feeds you new ways to interact with uh, what is going on and what I really like about this game is that at the end it turns all of that on its head and then it does it's so smart because i won't spoil what it is but it's so smart in terms of like it's constantly it's not a long game it's maybe like three or four hours long but for that three hours it's teaching you the mechanics of the game how to play it the rules of the world and then you get to the end part and you you interact with the end with the way where you like you think something is going to happen and like something completely different goes on and it does that for like 30 minutes yeah of you of just like all this weird stuff of like the rules of the game and how you play it and every time you try and do that something weird happens like and it just keeps going and going and going and i i thought that it was really um smart or like an interesting twist on like how do you slowly ramp up a game that's a puzzle based game that, that is like this and just not have it be like now we're gonna have you use this thing you learned earlier on and also combine that with this other new thing that we've sort of taught you and now that's how you get past this puzzle it's just kind of really um does some fantastic things in terms of um crescendoing the end of that game that i really enjoyed it quite a lot um, i don't think i have talked about this game before really well no, no. not unless i uh, had a bout of amnesia where i forgot about right. playing it because i played it this week as well and it is fucking <laughs> phenomenal i fucking loved it maybe i talked about maybe i because it reminded me a lot of someone, a portal mod someone that yeah, I played. Someone, did someone say it was on Game Pass and you said you'd already played it or something? Or why? I don't know. Maybe, maybe well, someone maybe said. I, something I don't know. I played it the moment it came out on Game Pass, so maybe I was okay. just talking about it in the immediate term. But I think I have yeah. mentioned it before because it has been recommended to me because of a Portal mod that I played. Um, right. That plays with with perspective and and that. Um, what they call it, non-Euclidean geometry, um, where you know a door leads should lead somewhere, but if you go around the other side of the door, it doesn't. Or if you go around the other side of the wall, you know there are hallways yeah. out of this door, and you can go on the other side, and those hallways don't exist. That sort of fucking Bugs Bunny, right? Mm. Looney Tunes type fucking uh, world logic, where things only exist when you're looking at them type thing or things yeah. only look uh, exist the way you're looking at them yeah um, like ratchet and clank is probably a recent example of that of those like dimensional portals where they've got a broken rift you can see through it and see the world that's inside but you look around and there's like nothing there um and you can walk through it. it's not like a loading screen or anything like you just yeah. walk in and all of a sudden you're in a new location it does like the thing you're talking about right now is 
like the most recent sort of game I can think of that's doing that. But this is a bit more like there's a bit more geometry in play when when it's showing a bit more architecture, right? Like puzzles. that yeah. that sort of those uh, those stairs going everywhere and um, Escher, MC Escher uh, stairs oh, okay. and, and stuff like that. You know, uh, the the mind bending uh, perspective altering sort of uh architecture and geometry that that requires a lot of like careful thought and then yeah like you were saying it does a really good job of of teaching you uh how to play it and then it sort of tells you to sort not not forget but to directly uh i don't know like throw yourself at those rules to Mm. test them yourself you know, uh, but it turns out that the ways that you test those rules are the correct answers. And I, I really like it when puzzle games do that to an extent. I mean, yeah, I just, I, my most recent example of, of a game that didn't really work for me in, in that, you know, the, the idea of it getting you to really, uh, fully exploit the 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 limits of what the game mm. lets you do it would probably be ender lilies but um what's that fucking ori ori and the will of the wisps did it too where you learn all of the tricks to how to play ori and ender lilies and then you but you need to be superb at doing these platforming tricks uh, this is less about platforming. This is more about um, manipulating your perspective to manipulate the world around you. You know, like the, yeah. I guess the the key conceit of Superliminal, uh, the first thing that they really teach you is like if something looks big, right, uh, it is big, right, and to to ram that home like. So you're able to increase the size or decrease the size of an object by changing, like by standing in one place and moving it against a wall so that it looks large against the wall and then placing it and suddenly it will be large. You can move around it and it's much larger. Picking it up and bringing it towards you so that it looks big in front of you and then when you drop it, all of a sudden this small object that you had is now the size of this, this two people. Chess like, piece is, yeah, is the size yeah. of a city bus. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so you're using that to like, all right, I need to get to this platform that is here. And you grab a like a ABC cube, like a letter cube, hmm. and it's a tiny little block. But when you bring it towards you, it looks like in front of your face, it's quite big, but it's not. But then you drop it and it is big. It's enormous. And so that's the basic form of this game and then it sort of Goes takes that idea places and just keeps there. going with it yeah i do think uh, it's ironic that i i i criticized uh ori and ender lilies for this but i do think that uh superliminal missed a trick by not requiring the player to exhibit any manual dexterity elements in it in the puzzle solving of it it like so I guess in that sense, it's a lot more like Talos principle. 
or The yeah. Witness, games that were very much just about the thought process, the solving of the puzzle. And once you solve the puzzle, there wasn't, you didn't really need to do anything in particular. I know you could solve a couple of puzzles in Talos Principle by uh, some clever platforming, but you didn't have to. You could solve everything yeah. in that game just a sort of regular way. Unlike Portal, which I think did ramp up to a degree of manual dexterity, a degree of, of uh, capability. And I think I I missed it in Superliminal. I, I sort of wish, I know it fits the, the story of Superliminal is sort of like you're in this sleep therapy experiment. And so I guess from that perspective, it makes sense to not really ramp up to something super agile. You know, it's supposed to be vaguely calming with that fucking Scottish doctor yapping on about shit all the time. But uh, yeah, like, I don't know, man. I feel like they could have like could have done something. I would have loved to see something hyperactive uh, with you know, requiring precision, skill-based perspective manipulation to really test how how well you know the how, like how well you know how to do this stuff as opposed to like, I I feel like at its limit, Superliminal never really tests you more than the theory, like once, if you understand the theory, you're able to test the the boundaries of the rules that it's set, and so you don't have a, a you don't really have a problem uh, getting through the last levels. But the practice never really gets tested. I just sort of wish that they'd done something with that. Um, yeah. That's probably my that my only criticism. But I fucking loved it. Like anyone who's got Game Pass should absolutely play this fucking game. Because, uh, yeah, it's just a really well-made, clever puzzle game that, um, yeah, that just keeps escalating itself the entire time. Like, yeah. Just, yeah, does a great job. Did you get stuck anywhere at all? Uh, I, there was a, there was one, there was a, th- like, a room that had mm. two doors that you could stack on top of one another and you needed to get up to another door mm-hmm. um and i i was in that fucking room for i don't know fucking 15 or 20 minutes and yeah. like long enough that i had to go and make coffee and when i came back it was like oh fucking this is so obvious I'm such a fucking idiot. Like immediately fucking solved it, but um, yeah, like that one took me a while. Uh, I looked that one up. Oh yeah, I got stuck twice. Yeah, one of them was that one. I was doing like the walking through the because basically there's two doors, right? And um, what happens is it's almost like a it's portal. It's basically yeah, portal, it's portal, but these doors that you can move, but you can make the doors bigger or larger depending on your perspective moving it towards you or further away from you and each time you do that the door gets bigger or larger and so you can make these two doors like a um 
one of them really big and then the other one really small and you, when you walk through the big one all of a sudden you're really tiny and so i was trying to basically fuck around with that and getting and there's like a keyhole you need to get through but every time i got to that spot with where i could get to the keyhole i was like too fucking big yeah yeah and i was like racking my brain about this thing and i looked it up looked at the answer and i was like right fuck that's so obvious <laughs> Like, well, yeah. it's not obvious because the other point that I got stuck on was the fan one. Well, and I just think one. the game did a bad job of explaining. Oh, no, I didn't have any problem with the fan. Really? Oh, yeah. I, I, like when it plays with perspective and being like you can grab something and put it on a ledge even though it's not near you. That's I must have missed a disconnect somewhere there. And All so right. that fan one was the one I got stuck on. And then this stupid key one, which used both of those mechanics. And I just... I Yeah, uh, yeah so I went, went away, made coffee and, uh, you know, um, watched watched the show. Come back and I had to restart the level. And when you restart the level, it feels so fucking obvious. Like it feels like there's only one solution. Yeah, I think because it's the door is that size, and, and yeah, because yeah, exactly. And you're like, oh my god, but but because uh, like it's it's clever, right? Because it's a game about altering perspective, and I shifted my perspective by walking away for a bit. I thought that was like that was one of those moments that stuck with me, but I I probably would have fucking looked it up if I had a if I'd stayed for a little while longer. If I hadn't been like, ah, oh, fuck this, I'm gonna go make coffee and come back. I probably would have looked at him, I reckon. That was that was driving me batty. Yeah. Um, yeah I, the was, fan one I think I stopped problem. playing at the fan one because I was like, I'm done. Like, I don't fucking know. Oh, I yeah? can't figure it out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I played Dead by Daylight, I'm out. <laughs> and then I came back to it later, still couldn't figure it out. Looked at the answer and I was like, I missed something. Somewhere along the way, I missed something because I had no idea. <laughs> uh, that's good. Um, yeah. But yeah. Anyway. Yeah, it's really good. People should play it. It's uh, Definitely. it's been out for a little while now. Yeah. Um, it released like last year, but it's on Game Pass and it's available on Game Pass. All the latest games, very good. Two, three, oh, not two, three, three to four hours maybe. Uh, I don't even know how long it took me. I'd say three hours, probably the, the play time for it. Um. So yeah, it's uh, super liminal. It's S U P E R L I M I N A L. It's a weird name. But it's uh, pretty good. So go check that one out. Uh, what else do we have here? You've been having a look at GeForce Now. I got into beta. the beta of this. Uh, it's, so GeForce Now in Australia is presented by Pentanet. Um, and so I got I managed to get in. Pretty uh, excited to, uh, to try it out. Yeah. What is GeForce Now? GeForce Now is a streaming service uh, that allows you to play any game that you already own, which is the the tricky part. It's it sort of makes it different to to some of the other ones, right? Um, but that you already own, you can play it as if you have a belting computer, like a fucking fantastic computer. Because uh, it streams it, it's similar to the Stadia or uh, what's that other one? Um, the fucking Xbox 
The Xbox one? Xbox Cloud. Um, yeah. I was thinking the Ubisoft one. What's the Ubisoft one? You play. You play. Don't they have one? Does I don't think so. No. They got you, uh, the Connect app, right? I don't yeah, think yeah, no, they don't have a uh, PlayStation has got one. PlayStation has one, yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a streaming from your device to something else. Is it? It's PlayStation now, isn't it? That's not streaming from your device, is it? God, we're good at this. Fuck, we are so good at this. <laughs> streaming from your PlayStation is a completely separate thing to PlayStation now. Oh, is it? Yeah. Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> PlayStation now is it. essentially exactly what I'm talking about. Like you, you, you subscribe to PS Now and you play your game, like these games, um, and and that's about okay. it. Um, yeah. I feel like when I first used it, it was like you'd stream it from your console and it'd like broadcast to your computer. That's how I was using it. That's a fucking different thing, you hyper dork. Nah, I don't think it is. Same thing. Fuck. Anyway, tell us about it. Anyway, so uh, yeah, you, you log in um, to GeForce now. You have to you have to link uh, your accounts, and so far it seems like you can only link Steam and Epic. Um, uh, you can't link. Like you can play games on GOG and Ubisoft Connect and Origin, but it doesn't seem like you can link those accounts. So anytime you want to play games on those accounts, you have to log into them, uh, which is a bit of a pain, uh, an extra pain, because it doesn't allow fucking uh, copy-paste. And I have some complex passwords that I prefer to not type out although typing it out on a keyboard is still less painful than trying to do it on a fucking remote control on my tv which i've done before what a fucking ball like that is um so anyway uh you log in you you connect your things it tests your your system and then it throws you into it and I found that my biggest challenge with it was working out where the fuck I own most of my games. Because I'm like, oh, yeah. Well, how am I going to test this out? Um, I don't know. I'll go something multiplayer. So I played, a, played around a Counter-Strike, right? Because a new update came out today. I've got Counter-Strike installed, but uh, I hadn't done the update. So I was like, all right, jump in. Do Counter-Strike. Um easy peasy I guess uh not bad right like not great uh Counter-Strike is you don't want high latency yep and I was getting spikes of it spikes of latency and what they've done I, I don't know if this is AI driven or if it's uh like just the the general game itself or, or like the, the system, how they're doing it. I'm not sure how yet, uh, but what they've done is like, it doesn't stutter when it's lagging. It doesn't like fucking hitch, but it does feel weird. Like there's like, I don't know, fucking everything's a little bit warped. Like, yeah, it feels odd, right? When the, when the lag hits, uh, yeah, it's like, I don't know, some slow Mobius shit and like, 
yeah, nothing looks wrong, but it just feels like your movements are stretching out. And so you you miss shots that your flicks probably should have hit and stuff like that. Um, although I was playing like shit anyway. Uh, so that was good. That seemed pretty, pretty good. When I jumped into Hell Let Loose, a uh, very different story. Um, something went wrong with my mic. Uh mm. So, yeah, apparently it's just mad static. Uh, and, yeah, the lag, like, it was, it felt very laggy, really laggy, which uh, well, didn't make sense because I had a fucking ping of fucking three, uh, which is the last ping I've ever seen, uh, which makes me think it might be in the same data server because they do have Eastern Co- East Coast data servers for it, even though Pennadet is a Western Australian uh isp as far as i'm yep. aware uh, they do have some east coast servers for this uh service and um yeah just wasn't working man uh i was on big d3 and yeah just felt like shit uh but it did import my fucking account and all that kind of stuff that's all that was all steam's doing you know that's i don't think it's fair for geforce now to take fucking credit for something steam's done um uh, in fact What's the, what what GeForce Now does do in that respect is get rid of my least favorite thing about Steam, which is the download page, the updating thing, uh, which they did a big fucking update to. Uh, Morco pointed it out. They, they, they did a big update to it, but there's still no fucking download all button, which is just fucking insane. Anyway... So uh hopped out of that, decided to go single player, see what that would be like. Um, went to jump in The Witcher 3, but it turns out I've never owned The Witcher 3 on PC, which is crazy to me. Apparently I owned it on both Xbox and PlayStation. Just haven't yeah. ever owned it on PC, which, for fuck's sake. Uh, so that, that, was a, that was a balls so up. That's what you're playing this week then. Uh, no, I'm not, I'm not going back to The Witcher 3, unless there's a mod that fixes the combat. Um, uh, so I decided to go Cyberpunk instead, as you do. Uh, loaded in, and it had everything on low, which was odd, really weird. Um, so I had to jack all of that up. I jacked up all, like, literally every setting. I put fucking... Um, RTX onto Ultra, oh no, like insane or something. It's got like some, like super fucking. It's got like yeah. You're trying to melt the server. I'm, I'm absolutely trying to push it to the limit. Jump in, nothing. No, like a couple of mad, mad halting fuck ups, which I think were more cyberpunk. Like just as you can't give GeForce now credit for Steam doing the right thing. I do not think you can uh, take anything away from GeForce now for the still pretty bad state that Cyberpunk is in. So, uh, yeah, like, it seemed like it was uh, loading the world in as I was, like, turning around. And so it shit its pants, like, twice. Two giant fucking stutters. And then it went smooth beautiful reflections blah 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 you know everything fucking everything on dlss off 
so it wouldn't get any fucking help from the fucking tensor cores. And uh, yeah, seemed fine, except it's running at 1080p. Like, I don't know. I think my phone would be able to fucking run that shit at 1080p. Like, 1080p is nothing anymore. It's fucking, it's garbage. I spit on 1080p. Uh, like, I don't know. It was like, what I need to do is crack out the Surface, install it on my fucking Microsoft Surface 2, uh, and play something on that, right? Because first of all, it's a 1080p screen, right? So it won't feel extremely dumb. And second of all, like that that thing, I've seen it fucking chug playing Slay the Spire. So I like I will be impressed if I can play something and it runs well on the surface. That will that will impress me. Uh, I just didn't have a chance. I only got invited to the uh, to the thing this afternoon, so I didn't have a chance to fucking set it all up. But I'll, I'll give it a run before next week, next week's podcast. And uh, yeah, like it's weird, right? Because I wonder, like, is there an expectation? Like, I I guess my question is right. Is there an expectation that someone is going to A, subscribe to GeForce Now and B, buy games that they can't play on their own computer mm. that they can only play on GeForce Now? That's the Stadia expectation, right? Except Stadia locks you into the Stadia ecosystem, which is yeah. doomed to fail. Whereas at least with fucking GeForce Now, you're buying it on Steam or Epic or GOG or Origin or Uplay. Uh, sorry, Ubisoft Connect. Um, like, at least there, you are not trapped within GeForce Now's ecosystem. So I guess that's a good thing. But, like, yeah, I, I don't know. It would feel odd to me if I didn't have a decent... Like, yeah, the big problem I have with GeForce Now is that my computer evidently currently blitzes whatever the fuck GeForce Now is doing. So it is a flat out downgrade for me to play GeForce Now games on this computer. However, on the Surface, I'm sure it'd be a different fucking story, right? So if all I had was a Surface, would it be a viable, assuming of course that it works on the Surface, I assume that it will, like that's basically the fucking elevator pitch for the entire fucking machine. Um, but like, assuming it does work that way, yeah, would I buy games on Steam or Epic so I could play them via GeForce Now using like 1080p and really pretty settings? I don't know, man. That's an interesting question. Like, I'd love to, I'd love to talk to someone who, for whom that is the preferred fucking method. Like, I could see wanting to play GeForce now just because it's it's interesting and uh, intriguing, and you're you're curious to see how it fucking goes. Uh, and maybe maybe it fills a a small void, right? While Nvidia can't pump out fucking graphics cards fast enough. For people yeah. who've got fucking trash PCs like you, Luke, maybe you could buy. Maybe you could get in on GeForce now. So you got a maybe. fucking garbage computer, mate. Garbage fucking, computer. Yeah. There's, there's like I feel like there's too many sort of 
factors at play here of who this is for, right? Because it's like you've talked about, it's not for the people that have good PCs. It's for the people that don't. But then there's the other of like, well, you need a good internet connection. And True. you've got to have, you've got to be near the data center because if you've got a bad ping, then that's going to cause problem. Obviously, like you've generally got a pretty decent ping in most games um, compared to other people. And so you've got to have the good internet, right? You've got to have uh, probably an internet plan that's got either a lot of data or no data because this thing is using um, a couple gigabytes every hour. Yeah. Um, and then there are also so there's like all these different things that sort of you need to check off before it's like is this thing something i can use but then also like there's the competitors right if you mentioned like google stadia or stadia or whatever you want to call it stadia. um and, and like that's doing 4k games so like all yeah. of a sudden your service is not quite up to par and like i've heard some good things about stadia um in the US at least. I don't know about here how it runs or if it runs. I have no idea mm. at that point. But there's it's just weird like um, sort of use cases for this thing. Uh, and, and then it's like, well, why, why not just go to Google and use that product when they've got like the, the um, they've got like a game, game library in there as well. And you can, there's, there's like different, um, uh like tiers that you can sort of sign up sign up for that for and so it's like uh, i don't know there's there's different sort of options you can sort of go with but if you're the type of person that has bought a lot of games i guess and then it doesn't or can't upgrade a computer because of the shortage over the next two years or anything like that then yeah maybe that's a use case but i don't know it's kind of a weird position to put yourself in, especially when I think the biggest issue here is that it's only doing 1080p. Like, I think if it was doing 1440, that'd be that that that'd be something to be a bit more impressive. But um, 1080, like, I don't play many games at 1080. This oh, like, is a beta, 1080p right? monitor. <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like this is this is a beta, right? So mm. I mean, we gotta temper expectations a little bit. But like by and large, I do agree. I mean, the other the other factor, the other counter points to your argument i suppose is that we don't have the fucking stadia over here right yeah. you know i didn't fucking yankee doodle land anymore mate you're back in sydney okay we don't have stadia uh so we like 4k is impressive but that's on fucking that's on your fucking san fran infrastructure where you've got fucking gigabit internet mate yeah i'm <laughs> i'm pushing the fucking limits with my 100 down uh so yeah, like it may scale up. Uh, it's hard. Like I don't. I feel like the fucking website that they put together, and uh, it, it doesn't really give me enough details to fully understand what it's capable of at the moment. Um, like I can't. I'm trying to get details. It's all like this. I don't know. I just feel like the the website isn't doing everything it could to inform sure. me. Um, but yeah, maybe it's capable of, of 4k and, and just not able to fucking, uh, make it there. Cause I'm only on fucking hundred down or some shit or cause my wife's working in the background and it's trying not to fucking blitz my internet or some shit. I don't, I don't know. Like, yeah. Yeah. 
this is like I said, I only got into it this this afternoon. So let's not fucking I just don't want to fucking slam it too hard just yet. But uh yeah, like by and large I, I agree with you. Like it is an interesting like I, I question the value proposition in general. Like who is this for? Mm. And it's it's it comes like I don't know, my gut says it's for her people like you with shit fucking computers, uh, garbage Intel inside, who aren't yeah. able to fucking upgrade because they nobody's made any graphics cards in the last eighteen months. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I wonder if it's a case of as well like this is a beta, and they come out in I don't know six months time or whatever. And it's all right. We're going out of beta, and we're chucking in an extra tier. It's now this one is um, fifteen bucks a month, and this one includes four K streaming, yeah, something like that. Like that'd be so. Like that's what most of the streaming services do on TV, right? Whereas if you want that premium four uh, K resolution, you've got to pay for it. <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah. it could be the case of like, hey, all right, you can also do that, and we'll do two simultaneous people can play at the same time or something like that. I don't know. It looks like it's um, limited to 1080p across the board. Um, yeah. It can get up to 120 frames, apparently, okay. uh, which is pretty... That's pretty good. Uh, but yeah, 1080p is obviously not that great. Um, it has adaptive bitrate streaming, so it can scale down uh, as it needs to, which is good, but... I don't really notice like the only times I noticed that it was the only times you really notice that sort of thing like YouTube does something similar uh, or Netflix rather does something similar when it's changing resolutions right and you see it go all fucking chunky Uh, the only times I notice it doing that is when it's loading into a game it's got those fucking annoying uh, intro videos right Uh, and you see it you can see it like finding the right fucking Thing or like big video here's ubisoft and yeah, then here exactly. is nvidia and then here yeah. like all these six different screens that you can't skip yeah um but yeah i uh i don't know i don't know uh it's it's an interesting one I, i'll continue to investigate i would say the other like the other use might be for people who just want it all or something. I don't know. The ability to play, like you can install it on your phone. And so I guess it could substitute in as a similar thing to Xbox Cloud, right? Because mm-hmm. you've got to go, you got to own those games on Xbox Cloud. and um, So, yeah, there, there is that as well. Like, yeah, maybe it's similar to that. Maybe it's just supposed to be, or xCloud rather. Uh, yeah, something similar to that. Or maybe they just haven't fucking, maybe they're just getting this technology and they're worried about who the fuck wants yeah. this shit later. But that's the thing is that like xCloud has the uh, the Game Pass bundle with it, right? Yeah. So you can subscribe to to Game Pass and then have all, like, all of those hundreds and hundreds of games in yeah. that library where N- NVIDIA doesn't have that. They're just relying on yeah. what the consumer has. And I wonder if that is like a weird um, 
sort of, I don't know, like, like that's kind of some, something maybe they've tried to do and they got stuck, like they couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's kind of, they're in a weird spot as, as like a, because like people are trying to do this thing, right? Of, um, like Netflix is getting into game streaming and yeah, everyone seems to be trying to do it. The problem becomes again as we've gone from having Netflix to having everyone has a subscription service. Yep. Like you used to have the one, and now everyone's got one. And so we're getting that point with games now, where all right, now you need to have the Xbox Game Pass and the Ubisoft Connect one, and then you've got to have the PlayStation one whenever that eventually gets announced, which will probably be very soon in yep. the next year, I'd assume. Um, Right, and then whenever Valve decides to do whatever they're doing with their thing, and it's just like, oh, okay, right now I'm paying a uh, hundred bucks a month to get games, yeah, like on all these different platforms. It's- yeah, exactly. Like we're we're fast approaching the same fucking critical saturation point that we have with fucking TV streaming services. Yeah, I'm well past that point. Like with TV, at least. Uh, yeah. I've come from like having to unsubscribe from everything in the US to come here and be like, all right, what's the like messaging Nate and being like, what do I get if I want HBO stuff? Yeah. Like, what do I need to get? And then being like, all right, you got to download Binge. And then, okay, how do like, we were trying to watch something the other night on TV and it was, it was on Amazon in the US and we were trying to watch it on Amazon Prime here but something weird was going on with our account I don't know like we need to we need to change something but it wouldn't let us use our um, we basically couldn't use our credit card because it needed an American address attached to it through Amazon Prime uh, because we were VPNing back into the US and it wasn't available on Amazon Prime here locally and then we couldn't find it like anywhere at all so you're in this spot where like i want to watch something i want to pay for this thing that i can get that is in one region but in the other region i can't find it yeah and then you end up in like man i just want to watch this thing and so it's just a massive pain but we we've gotten to the point where we've like we've we're back on stand now we're back on binge or we're on binge we've never used that before but it's got a lot of stuff on it we watch um and then uh, Shutter is available here, so we'll probably get on that soon as well. Like we're slowly finding all the things that we needed to. Um, we were watching like Picard at one stage on. Uh, I don't know what it's called. Paramount I think it's Plus. on. Uh, yeah, it used to be called like CBS right. when we were watching it. But as soon as that finished, like canceled that and yeah. Apple TV. I've st- we've still got that running somewhere and like trying to find out how to get yeah. that here and uh, it's just a freaking nightmare. So. It is. Uh, yeah, I've shifted to... I subscribed to something for a month and immediately can it because mm. it lasts for the rest of the month. And then I'll watch whatever and then go to the next thing. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, I'm fucking done with this 7 billion fucking things a month. And I'm barely watching any of them. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, all right. There you go. GeForce, GeForce now it's in beta. 
Um, we'll talk about it again next week once uh, check out a couple more things that's going on there. Anyway, yeah. some more games we got here. Skatebird is uh, is this a Game Pass game? I feel like I it think. is on Game Pass. Yeah, Game Pass yeah. for PC and Game Pass for Xbox. I checked it out. Uh, I remember seeing this ages and ages and ages ago. Um, there was a demo for it. It's a cute game where you're a bird on a skateboard. Uh, like, just from the outset, it's not really for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think it's executed so poorly uh, that that even if it was for me, I would be disappointed in it. Uh, it's just a super simplistic, like super simplistic uh, skateboarding game, a la Tony Hawk. Uh, the only thing I like is the air ollie, because uh, you're a bird, you can do another ollie while you're in the air. So sort of double jump. Uh, and sort of that almost introduces some interesting fucking stuff but uh it's yeah it just feels so tony hawk one and its execution outside of the fact that the camera is fucked it's constantly resetting itself but it resets itself in this super fucking aggravating like jarring way so it makes it really difficult to actually like, unless you're staying behind the fucking bird at all times. Um, yeah, it makes it really difficult to actually fucking control shit. If you're trying to like, you need to, and obviously you should be doing this in most fucking skating games anyway, plan out your run and stuff. But if you're trying to explore an area to, to find out what's going on in an area, I find that in those situations I do, I tend to have the camera going around everywhere at all times, uh, but it's just not really viable in Skatebird. It just fucking rips you back to being centered on the bird and it just makes it properly unpleasant to play. And the worst thing is it had this problem when the demo dropped like two years ago. Um, and yeah, that's just not, that's just not good to me. I don't really, yeah, like I said, it's not really for me. It's it's this sort of fucking, it's like the language in it is that sort of fucking doggo, pupper shit that I, I don't really go in for. I don't really like when people, or burb or, you know, that Ken has cheeseburger sort of shit that I think was funny for its, um, its like weird uniqueness. broken English type stuff. Yeah. Uh, back in the early days of the internet, but in 2021 just feels super fucking saccharine in a way that I am not interested in. I know, and I like I said, I recognize that I'm not the fucking target audience for such a thing, but I I don't know, like who is? Is there a large market out there for fucking 
poppers on skateboards doing a thing in air quotes yeah. uh if there is i don't want to know about it um yeah yeah all right i'm not a fan it is on game pass so you can check it out for yourself maybe they'll fix it up mm-hmm. uh improve the camera and stuff uh maybe you enjoy hearing about burbs and whatnot <laughs> Yeah, that hasn't reviewed great anyway. It seems pretty uh, on the lower end of reviews yeah. that have been coming out. Um, all right, let's keep going here. Seven Steel. This is a game we talked about. Fuck yeah, the demo uh, came out. Back. Fucking with the Summer Games Festival. Full game is yep. now out. This fucking game, mm-hmm. awesome. It's it rules. I'm enjoying it so much right now. I don't know what it is. I haven't put put my finger on it exactly just yet. Uh, but I'm getting to the fucking bottom of it. And, uh, yeah, I'm fucking loving it. Like, just way more levels in the demo, way more of what I really liked. Uh, plus, they give you this fucking grenade launcher thing on your arm, and suddenly it opens up a whole new fucking world of how to play this game, the grenade launcher. Like, it, I know it was there in the, um, in the demo levels. You could sort of, like, blow holes in walls and stuff like that. There's, like defamation uh but levolution levolution fuck yeah um (laughs) but yeah this grenade like it's almost like it opened my eyes this grenade launcher thing this grenade launcher on on the uh left arm because i wasn't really doing much like i did just before i got the grenade launcher actually i got to a point where i was getting shot from some bad dudes on the floor above me um, because some holes had been shot through the ceiling of the floor I was on. And so they were able to see me and so they'd shoot at me and that would open up more, like bigger holes and that would cause more people to shoot me. And, and so I thought that was pretty interesting and I did some, I used it to my advantage Um to to hunt them down and shoot them from below and that's when it like then i got the grenade launcher and and the next level after that um you gotta fucking like just shoot holes it's it's all about fucking making holes so you can go places and now like once i like you've always got your your objective it'll be like go destroy the fucking fan controller or some shit and so instead of fucking like, oh yeah, okay, so I'm going to find the stairs to go down, I'll just jump in the fucking air, kick off the wall, which gives you a bit of a, so you can double jump and you can kick off the wall to get a little extra height. I'll kick off the wall so I've got extra height and then I'll aim straight down and fucking blow a hole in the floor and see if I can go down that way. And like, it's almost, it reminds me of fucking Red Faction. Remember when you got really fucking good at Red Faction and suddenly you were just like, uh, yeah, okay. Walls don't matter. Uh, nothing matters. I can get a workout where the fuck you are. And like you get the fucking rail gun and you start punting cunts through like walls from 16 fucking kilometers away. Like you just fucking, okay, he's got to be about here. Bang. And like six walls get a hole, a tiny fucking rail sized hole in them. And then down they go. 
that's basically how it feels. And like, again, red faction, you just sort of start fucking blowing shit up, making your own fucking path. There was a path that you were supposed to take. And then there was the path that you would take because you could do whatever the fuck you wanted. And yeah, that's what Severed Steel feels like, except the whole time it's this Hong Kong blood opera fucking diving slow motion gun foo fucking techno filled fucking murderthon as well, which is fucking sick. I think the AI is probably a little bit dumber than I'd like, but it doesn't really matter all that much. Like it's paid off. It gave me that fucking shooting cunts up through the fucking ceiling thing. And like, yeah, it's just, it's a good fucking game so far. I'm really fucking digging it. Um, so yeah, I'm keen to play a lot more. See how, yeah. see how it goes all the way through the end. See if it wears out its welcome. Cause I don't think it fucking will. Honestly, it's just, it's giving me like, it's tapped into that nostalgic vibe uh so well that yeah i don't think it's gonna fucking wear thin all that quickly which is good yeah cool um i'm just trying to look up how expensive it is uh, us prices on here it's about 30 bucks 30 it looks bucks like. i think yeah yeah yep um all right cool that's severed steel it's available on steam check that out uh, next up, we got Valheim Hearth and Home. Yeah, did I did. Uh, so I interviewed Iron, Iron, Graham. Iron Gates, Iron Gates <laughs> Studio. Um, I interviewed two two dudes from that, Henrik and Robin. Uh, Henrik is co-founder. Robin is the lead artist. Uh, on Valheim, uh, they're only a f- well. I think they're an eight-person team now, but they were only a five-person team when Valheim first released. We were obsessed with Valheim back when it fucking first launched. Uh, played the absolute fuck out of it. Uh, yeah, me <laughs> and everyone on the Discord. Uh, everyone who was fucking cool. Everyone who had a computer that could run it. Sorry, I know you got a shit <laughs> computer, Luke. Sorry, my bad. Um, but uh, yeah, we were absolutely obsessed with it. It turns out Drew is still fucking obsessed with it. That dude, I uh, so I needed. I was I did this interview. It's going up on IGN. I needed some fucking screenshots, right? And I took. I went and tamed the locks, which took fucking forever and was a pain in the dick to do. because uh, you gotta like, you gotta build a fucking. So if you're not familiar with Valheim, I should probably fucking explain it. It's basically a Viking-themed survival game uh, with uh, a really strong emphasis on building. Uh, And if you've played Icarus, uh, you would have seen the structural integrity system. They basically, Icarus basically ripped that directly out of Valheim. Although to hear the team at Rockworks tell it, it was already in the game beforehand. Um, it was something they were planning on doing. Although I think the uh, the method of, of showing players, the structural integrity, uh, Valheim shows you like the red, like it starts out green. Everything that's green is has good structural integrity is not going to fucking collapse in on itself. But as it goes to red, once it gets red, 
it's just going to collapse. And I think Icarus may have like taken that specific uh, like method of showing the player. I think it's it's taken that, but the rest of it apparently was already in the game. Um, so yeah, you big emphasis on not just building, but like building in a way that makes sense. You build a, a hut and uh, you can't go to sleep unless you've got a fire because it's, it's, it's Viking shit and stuff's cold. So you, you build a fire in your hut, but then there's smoke from the fire. So you need to build a chimney and yeah, all these kinds of things. Everything has to have a purpose. Everything has a fucking reason for being, has a has a cause and effect, and you sort of need to understand all of that shit uh, so that you've got the best fucking grip on, uh, on this world. Fucking taming a locks required building a fucking stone wall around this cunt uh -huh. and then stares up to him uh, I had to do all of this at like fucking, I don't know, a fucking quarter of my usual fucking stamina because they changed how the food works in Hearth and Home. And now you get way less stamina and, and way less health for all the shit that I already made. You need to make brand new recipes to be able to actually get decent amounts of stuff. Uh, but I, I was trying to like... I was just trying to make some fucking good screenshots. So I'm like fucking rushing through this shit, making this dumb fucking pen for this locks to get trapped into. I must have died like seven or eight times trying to set this dumb shit up. Uh, and then fucking actually taming the locks takes like two in-game days, uh, which was also a pain. But uh, eventually I did it, tamed the locks, built myself a saddle and uh, I could ride a locks and the locks very nearly fucking died immediately because death mosquitoes came and attacked it while I was riding it. Death mosquitoes don't normally attack loxen, but as soon as you fucking, as soon as it, it's tamed and saddled, death mosquitoes are like, fuck that fucking big furry cow. It's fucking, it's go time, bitch. And uh, yeah, the locks can attack them back, but it's a bit too slow to really do anything. Anyway, it was a mad pain in the dick. I hit up Drew to see if I could take some screenshots of some nice looking houses. And the fucking houses he has are out of control. They're so fucking good. Down? No, I didn't. <laughs> uh... They are so fucking... Like, he has made... One of them is a straight-up fucking castle. It's fucking epic. He has done such a fucking amazing job with that shit. It must have taken fucking hours and hours. Uh, and I know this is someone who made a, a stone fucking pen that was just barely big enough to fit a fucking locks in it. Yeah, you know, I had to build the wall back around the back of the locks as well. Fuck me. What a pain that was. Anyway, so you if you read my uh, article when it goes up, hopefully by the end of this week, um, every every screenshot you see, apart from me writing a locks, uh, came courtesy of Dr. E3 Money's extremely hard work. Um, but yeah, Hearth and Home, like the interview, I think 
the interview was great. They they do a really good job of selling you on their attitude towards making the game. Uh, but Hearth and Home itself, I think Valheim needs to go into the same realm that I slotted Subnautic into or um, The Forest as in a game that I loved when I first played it and now I will check it out once a year until it's finished and I don't want to stay with it. I do not want to like wear myself out on it because they change so much. It feels like a way different game, but I know they're going to change more again. And so I don't want to get used to this the way it plays now, knowing that it's going to change again. There's the, the other factor is that you should probably start a new game. Um, to actually see everything Hearth and Home brings to the fucking table. Like when you when you join a game that already exists, sort of just dumps, like gives you all of the fucking new recipes that you would have earned immediately. And it's just page after page after page, as opposed to the more organic method of like learning them on the like on, on the go as you would. And so I don't want to fucking, I don't want to do this every fucking time they have some sort of medium-sized content patch, jump in, start a new fucking game, and then like grind my way through it because I know I'm just going to burn myself out on the game. Yep. Um, so, and and I think that's the Valheim, like that's how Valheim should probably go, is duck in now or duck in for your first time and then maybe once a year come back to it. Yeah. Yeah. Does it feel like there's like it seems like they're not making huge updates to this thing like regularly it's sort of in increments because remember like Valheim was just it's still in early access right? Yeah. And um it took off and it was super popular all of a sudden and then it's just really sort of declined quite a bit in terms of its player base like and because they're such a small studio it's that kind of uh thing where it can kind of burn you of if you release something in early access too soon you kind of can lose a lot of that population um later on because they've seen it and they don't really want to come back to it it's it's um it looks like the the players have come back during this last round of updates, but it's that thing where like because they are so small, those updates are quite far between, and they're very slow getting them out. And I wonder if they they maybe think now that was a misstep along the way, or I should talk like that. about it about this. Uh, and uh, I don't know if it's in the into in the piece for IGN or not. Uh, mm. I, I certainly touch on on it, but basically, like the the guts of it is that like they had to pivot like dramatically once they once they reached like five million players. They had like there were one million players for every member of the fucking team making the game. Uh, and so what they, they had to like dramatically pivot from what they were doing, which was just making the game 
into fixing bugs like and they yeah. got bugs by the fucking truckload and they just didn't they didn't know this shit existed like they didn't know these bugs existed until they had so many people playing it but that's like the idea of them coming out too early that's why i use subnautica as a fucking reference point because you could say the same thing about subnautica really right uh because it came out in a state that was extremely playable extremely addictive not even remotely finished and optimized for shit yeah and if you leave it and come back like leave Subnautica from when you first got into it at beta and and come back when it's finished two years three years later two and a half two and a half years later fucking phenomenal right totally worth it that's why I think you gotta put it away and come back Uh, touch in once a year the forest another fantastic example don't be a Drew don't be a Drew (laughs) although thank you Drew (laughs) Uh, you know what I've been doing I I saw something the other day about um, uh, Satisfactory and I was like is there a new Satisfactory update out is there a new update out are they at five now? There wasn't. <laughs> They're not. But I was so close to firing that up again and being like, oh, okay. That was that was like on the front page of GeForce Now. It was like games you can play. And I'm like, and Satisfactory is there. I'm like, ooh, maybe I should play Satisfactory again. Fuck oh, no. One night. No. And that's it. <laughs> Guess we're playing Satisfactory for 14 hours straight. Tonight. All right. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, cool. All right, that's uh, Valheim Hearth and Home. You can check that out. Next, or oh, check out Job's review as well. Uh, sorry, pre-interview. Interview? What is it? A re- yeah, feature. Feature interview. Feature thing? All right. Yeah, feature um, thing. <laughs> next up, we've got a brand new game that has come out called Kana Bridge of Spirits. Um, this is a, It's. I guess it's a PlayStation console exclusive um developed by amber lab who are a uh, a very small indie team consisting of about uh 15 people ish is the sort of number i've been seeing right. uh, it's their very first game they've been around for about 10 years but that is because they started off as a uh basically like an animation studio um who were doing like advertisements and things like that on tv and um, have since pivoted and are now making video games. Um, this was a game that was shown off in some of those like PlayStation showcase things, um, which looked really cool. It was like this DreamWorks-esque um, art style. Uh, people with big eyes, very bright, colorful environments, um, weird little creatures and things like that. And... Uh, I didn't know this was an indie game until after I bought it because like everything I'd seen from it was like, oh yeah, it looked kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I, I figured this was like a big AAA studio working on this thing, but it is not. Uh, anyway, so I've, I've been playing um, a, a chunk of it today, maybe like three or four hours, and uh, I'm, I'm enjoying it so far. Um, the basic premise is you're playing as this uh, young woman who is... Uh, 
exploring this land where a darkness has come across it, some sort of corruption, and you're having to clear that corruption away from the land and um, <clears throat> try and uh, help everyone along the way. And it's a third-person puzzle platforming action game. Um, you are equipped with a staff that has a light attack and a heavy attack. Um, that staff turns into a bow at some stage, and now you have a bow and arrow to shoot things with. Combat's quite basic, you know. There's not really, as far as I've played so far, there's not like combos or anything like that that you sort of can do. It's just wailing on things and they explode, heavy attack, light attack, uh, trying to figure out what, um, you know, if something has a shield, maybe use your heavy attack on it to blow up the shield. Uh, and then there are times where there's weak points on enemies. Um, so there's, I feel like there's enough variety there that sort of keeps you engaged in the combat, like looking at what you're coming up against, trying to determine which enemies you want to take down first. And then also, um, uh, you know, looking at those weak points, trying to figure out how to get to those and, and uh, hit them to do huge chunks of damage. Uh, they're generally on, um, for the most part, on stronger enemies like bosses and things like that. But you do come across some of the, the standard cannon fodder enemies that will have like a glowing point on them. Uh, and so you get your bow and arrow out and slow down time and try and aim for them and uh, deal with them as soon as you can. But... Um, you know, the combat is fine, I'm, I'm enjoying it, but it's not anything that is like, oh, it's doing crazy things over here. Um, it's kind of weird that I feel like the combat is a little bit difficult, like, you kind of look at the art style of the game, you're like, oh, yeah, it's a kid's game. Uh, and then you play it and you're like, oh, um, yeah, I get it, this is, you know, heavy attack, light attack, you know, it chucks a couple of basic things at you, you hit them and they die in like three hits. And then all of a sudden you get to point and then it's just like, all right, now we're a Dark Souls game. You're like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, right. <laughs> it's really weird. Like um, like a big health bar comes up and this boss will just destroy you in like three hits. And now you're having to like look at attacks and judge its patterns and dodge out of the way or use your powering attack to try and uh, do a, a huge amount of damage or... Um, try and flank it and use those weak points as uh you know as a point of attack and uh yeah all of a sudden this game that looks like a, a fun little kids game turns into kicking your ass and i feel like i'm playing on the maybe the normal difficulty i'm not sure like there was like four options it kind of gave you and i read them it's not like normal easy it's like weird names like spirit guide and something else and you kind of reading the text trying to get a description of what the game is offering you um so i felt like i picked one that uh it was maybe the second hardest one that i could pick um but anyway it's it's not like it's not easy on the difficulty i'm playing there's definitely moments where i'm dying but i'm dying because oh i dodged out of the way too quickly and that thing had a massive swing on it and it still hit me um, and then you kind of learn like, all right, well, I have to, you know, wait for these sort of patterns and, and watch out for them and then figure that out and eventually kill the thing. Um, but anyway, uh, so along the way, uh, you discover this, these little creatures, these furry black creatures called rots and, um, sort of like a Pokemon style creature and you've got to actually collect them all. Uh, you find them 
hiding under rocks or in weird places throughout the world. And every time you uh, collect one, you uh, increase your sort of experience bar. And there's, uh, I don't know how many there is, but there's about 35 that I've found so far. And every time you sort of fill a certain chunk, um, your character levels up and it unlocks a couple of more abilities that you're able to use. And, um, and it looks like it also affects how um, like these things are able to manipulate the environment because you use them to, to solve puzzles either by commanding them to like lift up big rocks and move them into certain places or uh, helping you in fights. Um, if you're in a boss fight and you build up enough, enough meter, you can command them to like uh, basically overwhelm the enemy and stun them for a couple of seconds and then you can uh, attack them while they're, these rots are clinging on to this enemy. Uh, and so there's different ways that you can sort of use them to interact with the world. If you're running low on health during a fight, you can get them to go find you health and it'll recharge you and that sort of stuff. Um, but they basically follow you around at all times during the game. There's like, you see them behind you uh, running around and uh, it does a really clever thing of being able to customize each one of them. Uh, and you can unlock hats in the game using either currency um, that you find or by doing small puzzles and you can basically chuck little hats on them. Doesn't affect the gameplay, but Genius. it just makes them all like different. Um, and it's not like you have to go through and be like, all right, I want to put this one, this hat on this little one. You basically just buy the hat and it'll just equip it on one of them. And all of a sudden there's this little rot black furry creature that is wearing a, a I don't know, a mushroom on its head or um, some sort of weird mask. And so, uh, yeah, there's, um, there's different ways that these guys can interact with the environment. There is... Uh, one puzzle mechanic that I've come across which I fucking hate it's basically um, it, it sort of like joins them all together in a, in a giant blob and it allows you to move around the area and uh, you're clearing like the corruption away using this thing and the way they do I'm playing on a mouse and keyboard because um, I just figured oh, bow and arrow I'll just fucking destroy everything with my precision sure. aiming and uh the the way that they get you to move this thing it's basically you're controlling the main character using wasd but you're also controlling this blob using your camera controls and so you're like moving your mouse forward to move this blob forward while also moving yourself and it just feels fucking weird and it's it's just like a uh, you've got to like you might have to solve this puzzle and move across the screen like for 30 seconds and you are just dragging your mouse like in a direction for 30 seconds and you look like a lunatic while you're doing this because you're picking up your mouse and it's just so slow uh, it just doesn't work at least on keyboard and mouse in a very efficient way I don't know how it behaves on um, on like a controller I'm assuming it's probably a lot easier because you just hold a direction right and the thing will probably just move in that direction but on a on a mouse you if you want to look in that direction you've kind of got to just keep picking it up and moving it and spinning it um so that mechanic on pc with a mouse and keyboard doesn't work at yeah. all it's 
terrible. <laughs> um, that's like the one thing in the game that I'm like, uh, this is someone didn't think about this properly, or at least couldn't figure out how to get it to work properly on mouse and keyboard. Yeah. Um, but other than that, like I'm digging everything else. It's a gorgeous looking game. Uh, like the art style behind it looks really neat. Um, it's very colorful and bright, vibrant. They do this cool thing where the corrupted areas are, are very dark. The the grass is black and uh, all the trees are withered away and uh, there's like no life in the area. And once you cleanse a certain area, um, everything just explodes in color and all the grass is all of a sudden it's green and there's flowers everywhere and butterflies and all the trees now have leaves on them. And uh, it just looks like a cool effect when that happens. Um, it's just a pretty game uh, and it runs great I'm playing at like 1440p everything turned to the max it's running at over 100 uh, frames per second most of the time um, at like 144 so it's capping out completely the um, the one sort of downside to it is a lot of the like it, it feels like a lot of the footage we saw of this game was maybe cg stuff uh and they're obviously very good being an animation studio at that cg stuff yeah um when you do transition transition between that and the game it is very noticeable because obviously the game doesn't look like the cg stuff they're doing but there's still like moments where they're switching between in-game and the cgi stuff where you're like yeah the the in-game stuff still looks really good but you can tell it's in game now and when the cgi sort of kicks in yeah. um but otherwise like the rest of like it's a gorgeous looking game um the puzzles are kind of they're okay um you're using your bow your bow a lot to shoot things or um moving blocks around a lot of platforming it's quite more it's sort of like an maybe like a metroidvania or like zelda where you're uh exploring areas and coming back to certain hubs and um clearing out a specific zone to try and solve some sort of puzzle uh, and then come back and the thing that i'm sort of worried about is um how repetitive is a bunch of this stuff going to get like is there enough legs for mm. this game to last i i don't know how long it is but i feel like i am halfway at this point purely because there is a skill tree and it looks like i've unlocked a lot of that stuff on there already there's maybe four or five things that i haven't done and um and that's the bit where i'm kind of worried of like is this game going to be a lot longer and if it is how much of these sort of mechanics is going to just get too repetitive and i'm going to see it too many times or is it going to throw some new things at me um because the thing that makes me think it might get a bit repetitive is the the enemies that i faced off against in that first area they didn't really um evolve like much they were kind of like here's your basic small little dudes this one's now got an axe this one's got a shield and there's a, one that's a little bit bigger and then they kind of just keep circulating those sort of four types of enemies the whole way through that zone um and then they'll throw a boss in every once in a while um and I've just gotten to the, what I feel like is the second zone and uh, I'm seeing some new enemy varieties, but 
I uh, I don't I don't know if it's going to have enough in there to sort of drag it out another like eight hours or something like that. I don't even know how long this thing is, but if it's a long game, I, I that's where it's got me a bit worried. Like if I've already cleared like a bunch of those abilities and it doesn't look like it's going to go any further um, down that track, then yeah, that could be a problem. But if it's like a eight hour game, then maybe it'll be fine. So yeah, um, it's not a full price game. I think I paid like 50 bucks on Epic. Um, so yeah, it's getting there. But yeah, it's surprising. It surprised me at least because um, for how many people worked on this thing, like this is the type of studio that you kind of look at and you're like, somebody should be throwing them a bunch of money because um, they clearly know what they're doing like it's not blowing my mind in terms of all this like anything new but the things that it is doing is solid like for their first game yeah yeah i've I've played fucking a lot of games that it's not their first game and it did shithouse and this is seems pretty decent (laughs) um so yeah surprising me quite a lot i'm gonna keep playing this one called uh kena bridge of spirits how do you keep thinking bridge of spies which is that Oh yeah, that's Tom, Tom Hanks movie. Yeah. yeah. Have you checked this out at all? Uh, no. Um, I know review codes went out very late. I saw a lot of complaining on the internet, but um, no, I didn't get a chance to check it out myself. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I didn't know it was it Souls like. Like that's got me intrigued. Uh, uh, I heard it's it- Nate's. Just- Nate's described it, and Nate's not terribly familiar with the Souls games, but he's described it as baby's first Souls game. Right. I mean, there's no Souls, um, like, currency or where, like, you die and you got to go pick up your thing. Like, the checkpointing system is pretty... Standard. Liberal. Like, you've died at this boss. All right, cool. Now we're just going to checkpoint you back at the boss and you run forward... Mm two seconds and you can fight it again um but i like the the boss fight variety and like they 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 seem hard because if you fuck up you kind of get hit and it takes a lot of damage away from you and it kind of only gives you like two more chances and if you you fuck up like three more times uh, or two more times then you're you're dead and you gotta start again um unless you can get some health but uh, like it's the the boss fights are challenging so that's kind of uh cool because i i thought this is going to be like a bit of a breeze um but it, the boss fights have taken me like four or five times to sort of get through and i'm like yeah cool all right that was fun let's go to the next thing um so yeah uh, but i wouldn't call it a souls like okay well yeah nate's not terribly familiar with the fucking genre so uh that's that's fine um because he was saying on controller anyway you control you attack with like r1 and r2 for light and heavy and so maybe that also lends itself to the comparison but um anyway i mean other than the weird gameplay mechanic with those rots on keyboard and mouse it works pretty good it keeps giving me these like timed bow and arrow challenges that i just blitz because uh, it's like shoot these things in the air and you got you know 55 seconds and I'm like three <laughs> seconds later they're all dead uh, <laughs> alright flexo so 
uh yeah man uh, it's it surprised me uh it's uh, it surprised me that it's such a small industry because when i saw this stuff coming out i just assumed it was you know something with a bigger team so that's cool hey do you reckon do you reckon there's a specific art like do you reckon there are fucking there are art teams at like the big studios like fucking god of war and shit who are deliberately like neutering their their cutscenes so they blend better with the gameplay hmm so that you don't have the disparity that you're talking about happened in Kena. Well, I think the difference there is that a lot of that stuff is outsourced to animation studios. Um, like they, they'll send them the assets uh, and then a different animation studio is working on that stuff. Right. It's not, the, it's not generally like um, the, the game company, unless you're Blizzard. I think Blizzard does all their stuff internally. Um so you don't think there's a there's an art form to blending the game and the cinematic to to so that you can't tell the difference when the cutscene ends and the gameplay starts? Mm. It could be just a maybe a money thing as well. Right. Like how much money have you got to spend on this stuff? Um I was just when you were talking about it all I was thinking about was there was probably some fucking animation director at a giant studio who's like who's seen Kena seen the cutscenes seen the fucking gameplay seen the difference between the two and been like for fuck's sake yeah I can do that we could have fucking Pixar quality fucking cutscenes but they don't (laughs) look like the fucking game losing their shit something like that I don't know it's probably never happened I mean yeah i don't like i don't know man like i feel like it's i I, like i know that a bunch of them get handed out to to studios like third-party studios to work on this stuff and when you've got a a company that specifically does this stuff for work most of the time yeah um and they sort of know what they're doing it's gonna look pretty good um and yeah you look at like the all the blizzard stuff like they've just got such a pedigree for being able to do those awesome cutscenes, and they don't look like the games anymore like it's such a huge like look at the, the stuff comes out of world of warcraft and things like that like that game is <laughs> looks nothing like it right yeah I, I think that blizzard probably does some of the best ones um True. and before that you look at like a bunch of the bigger games were outsourcing their stuff to uh was it blur the um yeah the big like blur was doing a bunch of trailers at least yeah back in the day in between Um, recording song two (laughs) yeah is it was a blur i'm thinking of uh it was the, the deadpool guy right who made fucking deadpool i gotta look it up um it was but it was his studio that end up tim miller um that was doing uh ads and trailers and tv shows and things like that sure it was blur studio yeah, yeah um they were the ones that leaked the deadpool thing and then eventually got deadpool made but anyway yeah yep. i don't know like it looks it looks cool I, but i also think that because the game is so cartoony 
that it lends itself really well to like they can get away with the way that s- stuff looks yeah um uh, you, you kind of go you can go look at like their animation reel for this company and and see they've done similar sort of styled work before with characters with big heads and big eyes and small noses and yeah it's just i think they're just very good at that sort of stuff um anyway so yeah i, I don't know man like i keep playing it see what it, how it turns out but i'm enjoying it so far i'm very surprised um i'm hoping it's just got more to offer it kind of, when i when i play it i look at it and i'm like man just if nintendo had a fucking powerful console imagine what they could do just <laughs> imagine what type of game they could make like yep. visually looking game because as much as like zelda was an impressive game gameplay wise it looked like like it didn't blow you away visually yeah because it was just so blew you away artistically but not visually yeah Yeah. like sort of cool art style but it's also like i'm running in a bare open it's this is supposed to be an area with things going on but a lot of it is so barren and not much really there yeah um like art can do just such uh an amazing thing for world building and uh you know look at red dead and what that thing does with red dead redemption 2 what that does with it's art and, and yeah as barren as zelda looks that new pokemon looks even fucking more barren <laughs> yeah um all right let's keep going here it's nine o'clock far out uh age of empires four the technical test test yeah is that what we're calling it tech test yeah you've open, been playing a bunch open of this better. i've played fucking loads of this but this is the first time I'm allowed to talk about it. Uh, tech test. Talk about the other times you've played it, though. Not allowed to talk about that. Mm. Not allowed to talk about that. Do not, do not press me on what I know of the Mongol civilization and what they are like to play as and how they're the best yeah. fucking. How they're going to be my go-to next time I convince myself that PvP AOE is a good idea. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, the, this this was on over the weekends. Um, just it's just it's just good. It just feels good to play fucking Age of Empires again, man. Like mm-hmm. it just feels nice. Uh, and I had a lot of fucking fun with it. We played a bunch of shitload of skirmishes. Um, like sort of worked our way up over the course of the weekend from like only fighting against easy enemies to. Uh, mixture of easy inter- uh, in intermediates mm-hmm. um, and then to like the last game we had had some had two hards and two intermediates I think um, we probably could have gone all hards because Junglus was playing with us and he's some sort of fucking wizard but um, yeah it was just a lot of fucking fun man like just stepping up through remembering how to play age of empires the the hilarious disparity between how people play learning all the cool things that age of empires is doing like age empires 4 is doing um and learning it all together like learning alongside a a bunch of people who are really fucking engaged and and into that fucking game man that was really cool um fucking Four, there were four civilizations uh, in in this beta. 
Holy Roman Empire, uh, which we hadn't seen before. The Abbasid Dynasty, which we hadn't seen before. Um, China, Chinese Empire, which we hadn't seen before. And the English, which is sort of like the bog standard default fucking sieve for Asia empires. And it's basically the same as it ever has been. You get long moment, you fucking shoot people from fucking ages away and you exploit the fuck out of that for ages. Try to pop off fucking cheeky longbow rush. Because uh, as soon as anyone gets long range siege weapons, those longbow men are going to be fucking useless. Uh, I watched it in action. Uh, I played one game of PvP. You played it with me. It did not go well for either of us. Um, but uh, that was pretty funny. We were playing against Grey Squirrel. It was a 1v1v1. Um, after that, I watched Grey Squirrel take on Junglist. And uh, the difference in skill level between, like... Uh, say you and Grey Squirrel mm. double that and that was the difference between Grey Squirrel and Jung List it seems uh, but Jung Jung hit me up on Steam to see if uh, I wanted to play some games with him and I'm like yeah man but I'm only comp stomping and he's like oh you don't you, you know you, you don't want to do some PvP and I'm like uh, probably not I'm pretty bad. He's like, oh, yeah, I think I'm pretty bad too, man. Um, like, you know, just based on the MMR, um, uh, I, I'm, I'm losing, like, probably, like, just under half my games. I'm like, the fact that you are talking about MMR indicates that you are playing at a completely different level <laughs> to me. Yeah. I am trying to work out if I can take on intermediate level AIs <laughs> and I am generally thinking better of it. Just just playing easy. I just like it's a it's a it's a very chill game if you want it to be. There's something really nice about just slowly building up your little fucking village into this sprawling fucking like thing this sprawling fucking civilization uh, while you're casually pumping out fucking troops every now and then, but generally forgetting to do it. Like, I'm like, it wasn't until probably the last day of the beta that I started actually building more than one uh, barracks. And like, this, this is far from the typical... Back in the day when, when I'd play AoE 2... You know, you'd, you'd set up fucking factories for troops. You'd have fucking lines of barracks and lines of archeries and, and stuff like that. But like when I'm, when I'm, when I've been playing all this weekend, I've just been like making these very aesthetically pleasing, like cities. cities. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. It's like a thin builder. And like, I've got like fucking... 10 fucking dudes with spears and like whatever my unique unit is I'll have way too many of those and nothing else and like but like of the 200 pop cap because I'll have built all of my houses and like set them up really nicely uh, of my 200 pop cap 
like about 140 of them will be villagers. And I'm just like, in my mind, right? I'm like, yes, okay, there's definitely pressure in the sense that the AI may come and attack me at any point and I should really pro like uh, Johnny Bravo and Nate and uh, and Drew have all been attacking the, uh, the AI for probably, I don't know, the last 25 minutes and I should probably send some troops over to help at some point. But I bet my villagers really like living in my city. And then at the end, it does the score tally and you look at the fucking stats. And my, I, I, just, I fucking blitz on society. I have no, like, I don't know how society is calculated at all, but I, I think like it's to, when, when you have the least amount of um, uh, troops, military. Ah, yeah, that makes sense. That actually makes a lot of sense. That would make <laughs> so much fucking sense. But yeah, I'm just like, yeah, they probably really like living here. King they, uh, yeah, King, King, like, he's good to his people. He's good to, to the, to his subjects. And then, yeah, we, like, when we started playing PvP and when we started taking on harder and harder AIs, I started, like, abandoning that and started doing some of the old school AOE2 shit, setting up my little factories of fucking troops. And I still have a really good handle on... Uh, like some of the direct counters there, there are like, it's a AOE 4 is a pretty firm counter game, but the unique units always throw a wrench in that. And I'm still struggling to get up my head around like some of that shit and some of the economies and like how to manage that stuff. Like I keep changing sieves. And I think it's easier. I noticed that gray squirrel played English, the English side like literally the entire time, which would be like fucking going to a Sunday bar and only eating vanilla ice cream. But you know, whatever you want to do, mate. Um, like, are they big differences in terms of? Yeah, they're fucking huge, man. Like the Mongol uh, hordes can literally pack up every single building they have and move them. Every single so it's one. Like, it's like Starcraft. Yeah. <laughs> basically but like parents yeah but like way more it's fucking bananas like one of the things you wind up like one of the struggle points uh that i think everyone runs into in um in every aoe4 game is like that late game shit where you're like ah. Oh, my lumber production has slowed to a crawl because I never got them to build a new fucking lumber mill closer to the wood because they've, they've like clear cut this forest all the way in and they just sort of like, yeah, chomp a big bite out of it and they have to walk so far back all the time. Not the Mongols, you just fucking lift up the fucking, you pack down the lumber camp and park it fucking closer. Easy peasy. Like, yeah, no worries. But, um, yeah, my big plan, if we ever play PvP again in the main game, my big plan is I'm going to get one of my landmarks. I'm going to pack it down. I'm going to run away into the secret hidden corner of the map and hide it there so that I can't ever be killed, which was the old school fucking Command and Conquer trick. I'm going to see if I can make it happen. Um, but, yeah. I just had fucking loads of fun, man. I think they've done such a phenomenal job 
even at this early stage, I'm intrigued to see how all of the different sieves work together, uh, work against one another and like combine. There's only eight coming. I've seen six of them now. Um, I don't know what, I, I, oh, I know one of them is the Rus, uh, like Russian steppes civilization. I don't know what the, the last one is, um, but I'm very interested to find out. They're just all so, they're all so unique in the way, like even, even like Mongol, the, the Mongolians are, are very like obvious, different one but even like of the of the fucking stuff we had over the weekend the abbasid dynasty right if you can link uh i think it's like 60 houses 60 60 how like 60 not 60 houses 60 buildings together like and have them all within like a certain space you get like a 25% bonus to resource gathering, uh, research rate. And I think everything's 25% cheaper. Like, and so it encourages these, these layouts that probably don't make a lot of sense unless you realize what they're trying to put together. Like they're trying to, you've got these fucking houses making like an arm out to some fucking nowhere keep. And you're like, oh, they're just trying to fucking get their numbers up, right? That makes, that actually makes sense, which is pretty fucking cool. Um, who's the other one? China. China's got these tax collectors. They just roll around fucking picking stuff up. Uh, like getting gold, but you need to have enough of them so that they're constantly cycling um to to get the gold to like maximize your efficiency on that shit they build stuff a lot faster and that changes how you fucking how you look at like everything every all your build orders change and stuff like that like they've just done this phenomenal job i always felt in aoe 2 i think i didn't care too much for aoe 3 so i don't really play it all that much but i always felt in aoe 2 that Outside of the unique units, every every sieve was basically the same deal, but that's not that's not the case here at all. These are all really fucking unique, and I think they did a good job. You didn't really get to play much, right? I made you stop playing. I didn't even let you play the tutorial before you had to play PvP, right? No, I I, um, I jumped in whenever you guys were were playing. Um... I haven't played an Age of Empires game since the first one, I feel like. Or maybe right. the second one. Probably. Uh, Probably the second. Yeah, I think the second one. Surely, um, surely your dad picked up a box of Nutri-Grain and it came on a CD in, in the I, in the I know the, the, the cover of two. Like, I've, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've got that somewhere at the box. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I just never really got into it, though. Um. So playing this, I and you guys jumped into a game and were like, all right, we're just going to go, no tutorial. I feel like I I held up with you guys, like in oh, terms you of... Yeah, um, you real well. You guys were doing the... Uh, when you like evolve your uh, civilization, I don't know what the fuck you call it, but you like go up in different um, ages mm. and it seemed like every time I was 
doing mine you guys had just hit it and so i felt like i was keeping up at least even though i had no idea what the fuck i was doing at all and sort of just winging it um like i know how to play an rts game right you you gotta harvest things and eventually get all the resources um so i felt like i kept kept up and then we jumped into i went and killed an ai which was a thing that happens (laughs) um and then i think we prematurely ended our game uh after gav killed the other two or three or four i don't know what that dude does but but then we jumped in and played yeah the pvp one and that map was just a massive maze and i think the only way that i could get to you was through gav as far as i could tell no um we could definitely get to each other i i had a path to you uh, i couldn't find it yeah, thank God. <laughs> thank God. The only thing that saved me for as long as it did was the fact that you weren't able to fucking find me. Yeah, I, I tried to um, go exploring, but that took me a while because we were doing a 10-minute no rush, yep. and that ended up turning into like 25-minute, 30-minute yeah, no easy. rush because yep. uh, nobody had anything at that stage anyway. But yep. I felt like I was doing pretty good. Like I was pretty happy with myself. I feel like I was keeping up with you guys again on the um evolving the ages and all that sort of stuff yeah for sure Uh, the one thing i got screwed is i don't really know how to expand the base and so i end up running out of a lot of resources um right yeah and uh at that point i was just like well i don't really know what i'm supposed to do here so i just sent like a couple of the workers out and put a mill next to or sorry a, a miner next to some some rock and then was like all right you mind that stuff now and i i'll just leave you there because i really don't know what i'm doing and so like i'm not sure if i'm supposed to go build like another um i don't know another uh, city somewhere or what's going on but i just kind of just played it and kept going built up an army you were getting attacked by gav uh because he was very being very nice of not attacking me first off the bat how nice of him yeah and then while he was doing that i sent my formidable force over to his base mm. and they died in about 10 seconds i'd say because yep. uh, he had a bunch of people still there and all these buildings were shooting at me and that was it <laughs> i couldn't yep. do anything i was like all right cool there you go go on so we're done it's over <laughs> yeah See that's the thing time. about an rts right as soon as you uh when you're not when you're not a korean esports player that is micromanaging every unit and moving the ones that are at minimal health to the back line and and moving things forward and backwards uh your your game is over usually about five or six seconds into the fight because you know that oh i'm losing this yeah and that's when your game ends that's Um, it whereas when gav came and attacked me it was like a line of trebuchets and then a line of like archers and then a line of like swordsmen and he's like moving them backwards and forwards like he was creating an esports yeah. guy yeah and i'm just like i don't know what i'm doing here yeah uh, none of my towers are shooting your guys because they're out of range and so i guess i just die guess and that's I'll what happens die. yeah <laughs> yeah that's basically what happened to me too um but yeah i got so i was like how do i build those things where are those things at? <laughs> oh, i built a bunch of these b- buildings fair <laughs> enough <laughs> probably should have done the tutorial yeah probably anyway i mean it's a looks cool pretty game uh i want my big game hunters maps please thank you and that way i don't have to go venture out and then just oh, yeah. sit in my corner and build 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 yep, yep yep um they need that 
they need that in there or like a, a infinite resources or something like there's, i just cut this tree and it just never cuts down but i get i, I get believe there is a sense a sandbox mode yeah for it good. so yeah there you go just let me do it yep um yeah i had fun yeah me too it was awesome yeah i know playing pvp again though fuck that <laughs> I heartily what a, agree, what a but waste I, of time. I know I'll get drunk and do it again and lose yeah. just as awfully as every other time. I spent 35 minutes playing this game until five seconds into a fight. I was like, yeah, I've lost. This is done. <laughs> All right. Yep. There you go. Age of Empires 4. Does this have a date yet or is it? Oh, yeah, I think it coming? does. I reckon it does. Uh, it's like fucking one month from now or something. 20th. October 28th. Yeah. 28th. There we go. We'll see if that one sticks. You oh. know why? Because we got some news to do, Job. Oh, yeah? Oh, boy, do we have some news to do. Let's hear uh, it. Battlefield 2042 has been delayed a month, pushing it back to November 19th. Um, disappointing? Bit disappointing? Disappointing. Yeah. Disappointed that this game got delayed. We've got other games in, in on on in the news section that got delayed, right? Because otherwise it'll be really really obvious. We don't do it. Oh no! Oh no! Oh, nothing. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Forget I said anything. Um, yeah, pretty gutted, but obviously, obviously, it's it's a question of you know it's making sure it's in a playable state when it comes out. Um, I thought. Like they did the same thing for Battlefield Five, right? And I thought Battlefield Five dropped in a fairly playable state. Um, it improved over time, but I didn't think it had. Uh, like I think I thought the delay of a month for Battlefield Five was a good thing, absolutely. So I figure it will probably be a good thing for Battlefield Twenty One, uh, Twenty Forty Two as well. Yeah. They they all they would have like they they delayed this at the last possible moment unless they they knew oh, yeah. internally they announced it at least because obviously waiting for the hey the game's gone gold sort of announcement that's usually like five yep. five weeks out four weeks out yeah. um, so it can go to press and uh, not 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 to media I mean like off to the facility to get stamped on the CDs uh, if that's not happening then. Um, yeah, it's usually because delay. Yeah. Uh, so it gives them a couple more weeks to work on, uh, work on the game, and hopefully, it'll be out in a good state. But we'll have to wait and see uh, when, when someone gets their hands on it finally, because the uh, the technical test also got pushed back, as well. It which did. They said will be happening soon. Yes. Soon. Hopefully, we'll get to play it. Hopefully. To talk about it. Already. Hopefully. Um. But yes. Uh, yeah, got it, but it is what it is. Yep. Also, also in the news, we got one more here. Quantic Dream is probably working on a Star Wars game. This is a rumor that started on a French YouTube channel, um, but was then backed up by Jewel Shockers, who was able to confirm with a source that they had uh, that this seemed pretty spot on. Uh, and then the next day, Kotaku came out and said they have confirmed with another source that they've heard the exact same thing. 
this game has basically been in the works for about a year and a half now. Um, it is going to be some sort of action game. It's not a, uh, you know, Quantic Dream game that we know, like mm. story-based uh playing as a character picking your choices and watching the story unfold um it's gonna be action some sort of action game and uh i guess the big thing that i've read about this is that the people that the sources at least i think it was kotaku talked to said that they're having a lot of problems with this game and the quantic dream engine because it wasn't designed for this stuff and so it's looking not great at this stage (laughs) Which is a bummer. Would you prefer a Quantic Dream-esque style Star Wars game uh, or or them having a crack at an action game? Oh my god. I can only hope I can only hope that the coin flips in the air and explodes and kills me. <laughs> before uh, it, before it lands. Yeah. Because good lord. Uh, yeah, I, don't, I, don't I, I didn't mind the last game they made, uh, Detroit Become Human. They like David Cage didn't wasn't the lead writer on that. Had better writing, uh, had problems, but it was much better than the other game they put out. It had Clancy Brown. Had Cl- which which one? Oh, Detroit Human. It did have Clancy Brown. Yeah, you're right. Yes, of course I'm fucking right. Uh, yeah, it had Clancy Brown, which strong points in its favor. I mean, Willem Dafoe was in the other one, so. No, no, okay, not compared. He couldn't. No, Willem Dafoe couldn't make up for how bad Beyond Two Souls was, really. Right. Um, but yeah, have you seen the Clancy Brown? He was in a um horror movie recently called The Mortuary Collection. No, I I have, but I'm getting. You should watch that. I'm going to watch it. I watched a horror movie on the weekend called Malignant. Oh, oh, yeah, I haven't seen this yet. Oh. I don't know. If, I don't know what to say. I don't want to tell you to watch it because I don't want to be blamed. It. It's James Wan, right? I'll watch it. But I don't want to tell you not to watch it because I feel like everyone should see this. Just for, I don't know, the sake of seeing it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah. Anyway, uh, what were we talking about? Oh, uh, yeah, Star Wars game. Yep. Oh boy. Uh, yeah, I uh, I don't know, man. Like, how bad could it be? <laughs> I. I kind, I'm kind of excited because of its pure, raw potential for how bad it could be. <laughs> yeah. Who is the famous person that's going to be in it? Because you know they got to chuck someone in. Right? Oh, yeah. they got to chuck someone in it. Um, I don't know. I don't know. But, yeah. I probably get loads of famous people. He, this is Star Wars, could. right? Um, but yeah, oh my God. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's, it's like, it's obviously going to be terrible. What if it's like 
it's it's based on it is a a uh, stormtrooper, right? And okay, you are the stormtrooper. Yep. And halfway through the game, it's a silent protagonist, but then all of a sudden, it, the helmet comes off, and it's Gilbert Gottfried in the the Star Wars, <laughs> the Star Wars stormtrooper. Genius. And then that's who you are. That's for the rest that is of the game. brilliant. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, and you press X for him to yell Jason in his voice. Do do the voice, Luke. <laughs> Jason. Do the Jason. Gilwood Cove. No, Gilwood oh, voice. Give it a pun. I don't, I don't, I can't do it. I can't go. do it. Just go. Do you it. have to do it. You have to do it first. I'll do it if you do it. I don't know how he does it. He's, he's got a really... High pitched is that no that's not him. That was that was pretty good. Jason. Yeah, that was fantastic. I'm not doing it. Anyway. Um I can't I can't possibly live up to that stellar effort. No, you, no, no one ever will. You blew it out of the all water right. already, unfortunately. Yeah, there you go. That's the news. That's all we've got this week. Slow that's what we've slow got this, week. This week. Yeah. Uh any questions? No. No questions, no. That is okay. Anything you want to plug this week? You do have stuff to plug. Uh, yeah. Um, head to IGN and read my half and home interview feature. Uh, it's pretty good. Um, I mean, I it hasn't been edited yet, but I assume they're not going to edit it into oblivion. Uh, they usually do a really good job of editing my work. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Go check it out. You can see some... I don't know. I sent them a bunch of screenshots, but you'll be able to see Drew Doctor E three Money's fucking beautiful castle hmm. and my yeah. locks. I call my ba- my locks bagel for for comedy's purposes. And um, go watch Malignant or don't. I honestly don't know what to say about <laughs> it. I feel like everyone should have to see it. I watched Malignant and I watched Willy's Wonderland on the weekend. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> and if I if you put a gun to my head and told me I had to watch one of them again, I would rewatch Willy's Wonderland. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> so it's preparing you for what I'm for. <laughs> and yeah, I feel like everyone should see Malignant. Yeah. Just so I can talk to someone about it. So oh, I yeah, can be like, what? I think we're watching it soon, real soon. What is going on? But anyway. Yeah. Um, cool. All right. We'll have to keep an eye out for that one. Um, I don't really have much. I don't have anything to plug. James Wan's wife is in Malignant. All right. Yeah. She's the worst actor in the film. Don't look it up. Don't look it up. Don't look it up. Don't look it up. Don't look up who it is. Don't look up her? Don't look up her. No. Oh, okay. She's the worst actor in the film. Okay. You are, and knowing that, you have to guess who she is in the film. Uh, okay. And you are going to fucking struggle. You'll struggle. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, what can I plug? Uh, I, that's not game related. Um, Dr. Death. <laughs> Finish watching that. It's very oh, good. Oh, yeah. They're nice. Um, it's got Pacey from Dorses Creek. Yeah. Or uh, he was also in Mighty Ducks. Yeah, um, Joshua Jackson. Um, what was that? What was that spooky show he was in? Oh, uh, start with an S. Sliders. 
light and it wasn't light. Um, um, oh. No looking up. The skulls. Not the fucking skulls. <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, I know the one you're talking about. It was the um, the one with the old guy, right? Yeah, yeah the, the old, old guy. His dad. Screen. His dad was the old guy. Yeah, it was like a time travel thing. Uh, yeah, so, some somewhat. And then there was that chick. Which what one? was it called? You know, the chick. She was the main fucking character of the show. I, I never actually watched it. I, I, I watched like a couple of them. Um, um, and then I, I stopped watching it. But What was it called? This is killing me. Is it, wasn't it a J.J. Abrams joint? I think so. Or was that Alias? Hmm. I don't know. Right. I gotta look it up. Look it up. Look it up. You gotta tell us. You gotta look it up. Fringe. Is- we, oh, we way off. Fucking <laughs> hell! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! It's because you said it started with an S. That ruined I, me. I thought it started with an S. All right. Yeah, they fucked us. All right. It, it was. Um, it was JJ Abrams though. So it was right. Well, at least there's that. One. So um, take that, our haters. <laughs> Yeah, so but it's got Joshua Jackson, uh, Christian Slater, and Alec Baldwin in it, and it's mm. uh, it's it's a, a mini series. It's like eight episodes. It's really good. Um, so check that out. What else did I watch? A film called Bloody Hell. It's an Australian horror film. Okay. Um, it's fun. Yeah. Check that one out. All right. And I think that's it. That's all I've really watched. It's good recently. Cool. I just started watching. Um, uh, I watched all, all of uh, What We Do in the Shadows is back. Fuck That's yeah. Good. Fuck um, yeah. It's really funny, but we just started watching Yellowstone. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was an hour and a half pilot. It was Too long. slow for me. Too slow for me. <laughs> yeah. I need some fucking um, pace. All right, there you go. That's the all show. Right. Cool. You can find us on iTunes, Android, Windows Store, Spotify, YouTube, all the places you get podcasts from. Uh, you'll find us under the Gap or the GA podcast. Uh, if you do have a moment, please rate and review the show. Helps other people find us on the internet. Uh, if you would like to jump into our Discord page, you can do that at gapodcast.com slash Discord. We're in there chatting about all sorts of things that are going on in the world. People buying new desks. Mm. People buying new chairs. Trying off their battle stations. Yeah, battle stations. Um, all that fun stuff. Or you can just play games. There was yeah. like 400 people playing Age of Empires the other night. It was ridiculous. It was crazy. Um, so jump in there, check that out. You can also go to our YouTube page, thegapodcast.com slash YouTube. Uh, you got a YouTube page, don't you? You put some uh, some videos up of Deathloop. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I put up a how to solve a thing. Uh, I wasn't going to do it. But you were like, oh, you should probably do that. Yeah. How, to, uh, how to solve the toughest puzzle that i ran into in the game because i couldn't find anyone on the internet that had solved it so i was like you might as well do it yeah you should do it probably get some hits took me like two hours managed to beat another dude uh because i'm slow um but i did manage to beat i I was first you were first by like 40 minutes i think yeah something like that i I found someone else and i checked timestamps. but i'd uh i'd solved it uh 
way before then. It just took me ages to work out how to fucking put it together. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, you can ro- check that out. Um, yeah, pretty good. I don't know. Feels good to win that fucking race. Uh, everyone loves to win a race. That's the second yeah. time the gap has been the first in the world. Solve a thing. Remember when we sold the fucking vampire thing? We did. Hey. In hey. Red Dead. Hey. The biggest hey. mystery in Red Dead we solved. We fucking solved it. I didn't do it. I didn't do much for this one, but... No. <laughs> just... But uh, you did tell me to make the video, so... Yeah, there hey. you go. Kudos. My efforts. Uh, you can go to our website, thegapodcast.com. It's got links to all those things we just talked about, including past episodes of the show and other features on there. You know, check out Job's Deathloop review. Mm. Um, and that is all thanks to our Patreon members. If you want to help support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash the GA podcast, become a recurring member. Thank you to everyone that does that. It uh, helps us pay the bills. Thank you so much. The podcast up and running. Uh, and that is it for this week. We'll be back next week. Um, may- maybe we can talk about some big games next week. I don't know yet. We'll find out. There is I'm something not, coming I'm through. not going to call it. I'm not going to call my shots anymore. Okay? It's been 13 years of this podcast, and I've finally learned my fucking lesson. I'm no longer going to do this. Yeah. There's something uh, coming through, and we'll see if we can talk about it next week. Um, yes. I feel like we're not going to be able to, unless we maybe delay it. We'll see. Push. Uh, yeah. 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 We'll look into anyway. it. Anyway. Definitely uh, got some it, some cool games coming. Uh, there's one that I'm very into the idea of. Plus, Halo is this weekend. Definitely okay. going to be on playing some fucking Halo. Um, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Is that on PC or on Xbox? PC, but fucking better be. Yeah. I'm locked in, baby. Um, if you're not in, you can probably... I think, it, I think they're letting anyone in. I think it's a fucking tech test. Check. Go to Halo Insider, yeah. uh, and and do all, like you got to do it like a DX Diag uh, upload and all that kind of shit. But I feel like I did this. Put something. all that shit together. Make sure it's all good, and theoretically you should get in. So uh, yeah, even if you're even if you're just listening to this, unless you're just listening to this two weeks later, in which case I'm you so sorry. I'm yeah. so sorry. Uh, but yeah anyway that's anyway, it thanks for the podcast all. see you see you next week love you bye